And we looked at each other after the first real episode and we're like, wow, we like really liked it. And then you're like, okay, I guess I want you to be my co-host. And then, yeah, here, here we are. Right. It's our 25th episode. And I think we just have to celebrate. I feel the confetti falling from the ceiling right now. Don't you, Alexandra? everyone this is Helene and this is coming from the heart and today Alexandra and I have decided to not have a guest because we wanted to focus on post-election and other topics to chat about so we just decided just to kind of do our own thing today right Alexandra yeah first solo episode with just us in a long long time the first time i came on it was our second episode and at that time just to give you guys a little backstory maybe you're a new listener and uh thanks for joining along so basically my mom and i in the beginning were like how are we going to get these guests and like (laughs) who is going to want to come on 25 Mm -hmm. episodes later man congrats to us Yeah, (laughs) I cannot believe it's 25. I mean, Alexandra, of course, has the stats and stuff in front of her right now. And I'm thinking, wow, is it 25? I mean, that's just that's insane to think back to June or early think back to February when all this started and the concept podcast. And um, I know that you feel and we feel so honored to have had so many incredible, interesting people that really just truly are so much a part of our platform where our guests do have a story, have a journey, but they all connect to our platform of our podcast, which of course, as we all know, is about mindfulness, sticking to the truth, health, wellness. So our guests, I'm sure you would agree with that, Alexandra, have been such a culmination of all that and more. Yeah. So going back to the second episode, it's funny how it came about because we were looking at Jay Shetty's podcast. You know, I think anyone starting something in, in the beginning of a project, you look at what's done and, and you try to model and, and then, you know, you take it from there. So Jay Shetty had his wife on like one of the first episodes and you're like, okay, Alexandra, like you want to come on? And, and well, I I'm did. like, oh, I guess so, yeah. you know, not knowing yeah. really anything about how to make a podcast and so forth and then because you recorded your first episode by yourself and it only came out five minutes and then and then you're like okay i guess i want you on no and then we recorded it we enjoyed talking and and we looked at each other after the first that second episode so like our first real episode and we're like wow we like really liked it and then you're like okay i guess i want you to be my co-host and then yeah here here we are right Yeah, I think and I think it's cool now that we've decided to do our own thing today. It's our 25th episode. And I think we just have to celebrate. I feel the confetti falling from the ceiling right now. Don't you, Alexandra? Because we are separated. But do you feel that confetti coming down, the celebration, the balloons? Do you feel all that stuff going on right now virtually? I do. I do. I think it's important to stop reflect and appreciate the milestones i said to you before recording it's like you're a quarter of a century old 25 right our numbers you know so check out our early episodes if you haven't done so already we've had some great guests and 
really, if you don't know my mom's story about having vertigo, definitely check that out because we just want everyone not to feel alone. We originally didn't want people to feel alone because my mom went through vertigo and, you know, you can tell the story, but everyone that she kept meeting before the podcast had some connection to vertigo and it was just like the universe was talking to her like you got to do something you got to share your message and so whether you've gone through a health crisis or you've gone through something we just always want everyone not to feel alone with every episode and that's why we put so much care and thought into each guest we have celebrating the queer and lgbt community from you know talking about people that have had uh, in our early episode your friend mari my mom's voice coach you know went through a lot of health problems and finding the right doctor and then you know from like lighter stuff to having scott on with home alone um, just, yep, yep. It's just like we have a lot of stuff and even mindfulness. We have an episode with a yoga instructor, mm-hmm. Julie. We try to cover it all. And, and if anyone has any suggestions for more episodes, I posted about that on our Instagram stories. Let us know because we're turning old and running out of ideas. <laughs> well, I don't know if we're running out of ideas. I think that as we morph and we move on and we meet different people, it's sort of a, I don't want to say it's a snowball, but I think it's one of these things that when you connect to one person and one guest, and then after that conversation with the guest, we may be thinking, okay, well, maybe we need to go in this direction. And then somehow we will venture into, let's say, speaking to Scott, of course, who's a producer or reflect back to Dale, who was our financial person. And we're going to get her back on to talk a little bit about the finances. But I really, what I said is that we just truly never get away from our platform. And I think that's what keeps this, or shall I say, keeps the core to what this podcast is about. I mean, there's so many different podcasts out there. And I think that's great. I think it's nice to have all different types of platforms and so forth. But I don't worry and I don't look to the left and I don't look to the right. I look straight on like an arrow because I know that our listeners out there almost now really just want us to keep to the core of what we're about, which is the mindfulness, speaking the truth, health, wellness. And each guest that we have, although when you say, for an example, Scott, as a producer, like what would he bring to the plate? But if you guys check out his episode, and if you haven't, please do. He talks about just not taking opportunities until he felt it was the right one for him to do. And truly, he's a very grounded person, as all guests are. So even though someone may have that exterior of being something completely different and and seems to have it all going on, quite frankly, I think that everybody has a story and everybody somehow connects back to our platform. Yeah, there. I know. That's episode 23, Clicking yeah. Your Heels. The never feeling home alone and and we also had another producer on ray Ken, and he's the ceo of a new and upcoming live streaming sign joy. yeah sign joy so it's just yeah we're plugging all our episodes i'm gonna say catch up if you haven't done so already oh okay yes yeah. please catch up and you know what would you suggest alexandra if you're if someone was a new listener would you have them go back to the very first episode or would you say skip around a little bit? I think going back to the first episode definitely is informative of who we are and what we stand for. And then, you know, um, listen to the early ones and kind of skip around, see what mm-hmm. interests you. There's no 
sequential events of anything. Although, you know, when we talk about intros, whatever was going on at that time, we do, you know, it kind of snowballs, as you said, from one episode to another. Um, so in the summer, we talked about the fact that we wanted to have this book club with Aiden, who was our guest episode four, celebrating Aiden, He's Our Pride, about the book by Robin D'Angelo to just, you know, have an important conversation about race and all the important prevalence things going on around that. And we were like, oh, we're going to do it in September. So things are still a little slow moving, but we definitely want to integrate having a book club, don't you think? Yeah, no, I'm glad that you brought that back up because I was actually looking at that book this morning as it's sitting there collecting dust on my dresser. And I actually, I think I read like the first two chapters, but I definitely have to reread and, and kind of get into it. Um, actually, it's funny you mentioned Aiden because Aiden and I have a voice lesson today. And for those of you who don't know, I actually have a musical background and I like to sing and we're going to have a moment today, later this afternoon, to sing a little bit. We connect about every one, I guess every month or every few weeks or something like that. And it just brings me to a different place in my headspace, which is what I definitely need these days with so much going on with my personal life. And I think everybody out there, and I'm going to segue now to mm -hmm. what's going on with COVID. And, you know, you and I, Alexandra and family members and friends, we all talk about the new normal or the new norm of what we've all been enduring. I mean, uh, if you reflect back to February and March, when may I use the expression, shit hit the fan and people really had to start thinking about, wow, do I have to wear a mask? And think about right now, a mask is so much a part of, do I have my keys? Do I have my phone? Let me leave my house and here I go for my day because I need my mask. But back to March, it was a new thing to think about, oh my God, I have to wear a mask and now we just do it. But my point of this part of the conversation is to say, we now know the numbers are rising. You have to be, as you would say, Alexandra, under a rock to not have paid attention to that. I have to Mom, say you're so millennial, right? You're so millennial now. You're using those. those. I'm so millennial. I'm actually so, I'm Gen Z, so. But okay, I know, it's okay. It's all right. So yeah. anyway, yeah, if you've been under a rock. Anyway, uh, my point is that, yeah, COVID is really rising right now and it's getting scary again. Not that it, let me rephrase. It's not that it was never not scary. I think what happened is that when numbers started to go down and people started to breathe a little bit easier, although I don't really think that people working in a hospital clearly have ever had a fresh breath of air, but the hospital workers, the frontline workers and all that stuff. I think what happened is that, again, our society, our world became used to dealing or having to deal with COVID, however that was in your personal life, whether it was going to find a new job or, or whatever your situation was, or unfortunately having someone who has been going through COVID or someone has who has lost someone with, you know, with COVID. But my point is that now we need to the expression buckle down and just start being safer again because flu is out. I have not gotten a flu vaccine, which I am sort of debating upon, which is weird because I always got a flu vaccine. And last year I didn't feel very well. And I think that was the onset of having the vertigo. So I'm sort of on on this. I'm not sure what I'm doing kind of thing um, with that. But I would definitely say to most people or all people, that's a personal decision, but you probably should get a flu shot. It probably is something that you need to do. 
And what I also wanted to mention is I had the opportunity, or shall I say, I bought a stock, okay? I bought, not that I'm promoting stocks and so forth. This is not what this podcast is about, but I did buy some Pfizer and I did buy a company called Biotech, which is part of the vaccine, hoping of, of you know, having this vaccine to obviously take us out of this pandemic. And there's a, prof- not a professor, actually, I was about to say, well, maybe he is a professor as well. His name is Ugar Sahin, and he is from Biotech. And he is very instrumental right now, Alexandra, in helping get this vaccine out there. And hopefully by 2021, the winter of 2021, that most people will be vaccinated. So that is incredible news to hear. However, we can't be doing a party or have a dance quite yet because we still, we meaning of course the science world, the pharmaceutical worlds have a lot to do and a lot of work to do. So I, was I know just, you have some about that. Yeah. I was just gonna say like going back to like February, March, well really March, April, cause that's like true lockdown. I was just gonna say, That is known as the part of the pandemic, the paper towel, toilet paper espionage. Yeah, Yeah. well, I I remember my dad calling Walmart and being like, "Uh, do you guys have toilet paper? And it was like everyone was scavenging, you know, and I'm like, what does that really say about our society? You know, we take all essential resources and then, oh, God forbid, like, people that are homeless, you know, the elderly. There's so many people affected on so many different societal levels with COVID. And, you know, with the science world, I actually had the opportunity this past weekend to present at my very first conference about COVID. And it was related to actually primates. So those are just monkeys about susceptibility because it's always interesting to look at, you know, of course, animals are vectors. They're Um, Another way to phrase it is like, they're the ones carrying the disease, obviously. So looking at how that was transmitted and their susceptibility, it's interesting. I feel like I'm a little bit a part of the big world of trying to figure out what's going on with all this. And and all I have to say with the vaccine is it's so hopeful, gives a lot of hope. However, Mm -hmm. I would just use caution with that you still have to wear a mask. You know, that's what President-elect Biden is saying. He is the president-elect. And we're going to talk about that. Yes. President-elect, if you haven't been following along, um, it was a fair election. You know, without the politics involved, we want the country, as everyone does, to be united. Like, what does the United States of America mean? You know, you're my mom, of course, you can talk about it. It's a professor of international students and and you just want people to feel welcome and you want people to feel at home and you want to give people the grace and just like a, a welcoming feeling when they're landing in your country treat them as your family member right and so that's i think that's my hope and my goal with this upcoming year and election and and just to move on from covid but Again, like what you were saying with the vaccine, it is really, really hopeful, but it's 90% effective. So I think that the leading scientists will take care of whether that error margin is good. And and I think that um, it's just going to take a little bit to distribute. Yeah, well said. I, I agree with that. And Pfizer is not the only company that's working on a vaccination, J&J, and there's some private pharmaceutical companies out there that are doing a lot. So it's not just one pharmaceutical company. And, and again, with the vaccinations, 
a personal choice. I mean, look, you know, when the facts, when the vaccines first come out, I'm not sure if I will be the first in line because that's just clearly who I am. But I feel that we have to trust the scientists and we have to give trust in the pharmaceutical companies that, you know, they are doing so many different trials. And what I find or found so amazing and admirable, quite frankly, are people that are volunteering or maybe they are paid to be the subjects of that. My son and I were talking about that. And I thought, I mean, you can comment on on that as well. That, I mean, that is just the ultimate of giving. I mean, I don't even know another word because they have to do trials on people. I mean, you know, again, you can comment, you're the scientist, you did, you know, experiments with mice and all the other things. And yeah, what do you, what do you think of that? I mean, geez. I think, I think that Joe Biden would say it's patriotic, you know, okay. I think that the whole thing about not wearing a mask and wearing a mask and a mask is a piece of cloth that covers your face and, and everyone needs to do their due diligence with trying to protect themselves. So the fact that someone would volunteer, I give them so much credit and bravery and I think yeah, that's yeah, it's, it's such exactly. a personal choice because it depends on yeah. your health and and your yes. situation and yes. what you were saying about you not getting the vaccine i think that's more vaccinations are critical like everyone needs to get vaccines there are no conspiracy theories with vaccines they're accurate they work all that said and done but so but what's interesting about the fact that vaccines are now being done on humans is I mean, I don't have any papers in front of me, so this might be incorrect or not completely accurate. However, I don't really think that most vaccines use people in trials. I think that if you're looking at like people that have been diagnosed with cancers and this and that, of course, once it's subject to many trials after going with the mice being tested and then people see it and then they reevaluate of how that person's affected and so forth and so on. But I think why they're using people now is because of demand. Let's say COVID didn't exist, right? Like COVID has always been existing, like coronavirus, like, and I had to like learn this for my presentation. Coronavirus is the class of viruses and COVID-19 is just the specific virus of that class. So in case you didn't know that, like me before I presented, there's that. I think that it's just because of the demand is so high. Everyone is racing to have a vaccine that they're amplifying the rate of science. And as we said before, even talking to Viral um, a couple episodes back, who's the pharmacist, and he's in this whole world of the pharmaceutical industry that yeah, it's the race to get the vaccine. It's it's like yeah. it's like in the 1950s when they talked about like this race of who's going to get it first, right? It's that in our modern history, and we're watching science as as time goes on. And and the fact that we have a vaccine in less than a year, I I I'm still shocked. Yeah, it's amazing. And then I just wanted to you know mention as well that the vaccine at times became a bit political, which of course was disturbing to many. And we'll just put it out there that a vaccine is, as you were mentioning, is something that could take years to develop. Of course, it's just not the United States that's working on a vaccine. It's global. There's many countries, Israel being one of them, many countries out there um, that have scientists all over the world that are collaborating 
to get this out there because it's a global, the pandemic, of course, it's a global issue. You know, the UK is not doing well with the pandemic now and so many other countries are just suffering. Although I have to mention a country that's doing actually quite well with COVID. Do you know, Alexandra, the country? Do you remember? It's uh, Taiwan, right? Taiwan, yeah. Yeah, because I have a friend there and she was posting pictures and I go, where's your mask? She goes, oh, no, we're good. We haven't had a COVID case since like May. And I thought, geez, what are you guys doing? And clearly they're wearing masks. And if there's events going on, the, you know, they're all cooperating. Of course, a completely different government, a completely different society and so forth. But the little island is very close to China. So there are places out there, if our listeners were not aware of, and now you are, that COVID is not as extreme as it is here and other places as well. Yeah. You know, um, there's other countries like New Zealand. No, also too, I was watching the uh, Trevor Noah on The Daily Show, and he was saying Africa is doing really well to the response as well. And the only reason for that is because they have been through so much with Ebola and Mm -hmm. other viruses that the country is so well equipped to handle, unfortunately, outbreaks of disease that they have different checkpoints at different parts of the country, mm-hmm. their thermometer, exactly. stuff like that to exactly. help mitigate the problem. There are measures, like you just mentioned, there's checkpoints, there's people have to get their temperature taken. Not to say that that's not going on here because for an example, when I go to physical therapy, I have to go get my temperature taken or you go to a doctor's office, they're taking your temperature, even going to a hair salon. I mean, there are, I have to give a shout out to a lot of businesses out there who really are trying to make our new norm, our new life, normalize it so that people can function and so forth. For an example, like getting your hair cut and whatnot. So yeah. you know, I cannot throw everybody under the bus. I'm not going to throw everybody under the bus. I'm not going to say that no one are, is trying. But I think that hopefully as we go into a new administration, that things can shift maybe to get a little, when I say tighter, maybe a little bit more controlled. There are a lot of people out there that feel upset about that. But what upsets me is that a lot of people are going to die because a lot of people are not being responsible. But again, on the flip side, I'm sort of contradicting myself. There are people that are really, really trying. And I think that that's really, that has to be vocal because people, there are listeners, thank you listeners out there, wearing your masks, doing what you got to do, doing your part. Everybody appreciates one another. So yeah, that's my bit on it. If you want to say anything else, because I think we should move on to talking about post-election. Yeah. So tying into that, I think that you know, at this point, how long have we been living in a Zoom world, right? How many months have you been working at home, fighting with your parents, or, you know, getting a little on it with even roommates or friends and wanting to just go on a plane and travel and just not, I mean, of course you can do that. No one's saying you can't, but maybe with less risk, without a mask, with just living your life. I think we're all at a point of just being so, so done and with thanksgiving and all the holidays coming up all we're just gonna say is like everyone has their opinions you know i think everything with covid is so personal because it's affecting and touching everyone's life in such different ways that 
you know, the science is the science and then people make their decisions and all we're advising everyone to do is just be safe. And because it's so important to find joy within these months of, of living, like you can only handle, I think everyone can only handle so much until there's a point of just, of just being done. So um, try to stick with it. We're almost there. We have the vaccine coming, but with this new leadership coming, I have so much faith and so much hope that President-elect Biden and Kamala, Kamala. Harris, Kamala Harris the VP, the first woman in the White House, That's the first right. Black woman, yes. the first Indian American woman. We talked about this like two episodes ago or whenever it happened, November 7th, that we're just so elated. Everyone just can breathe. No pun intended. Like we're just, we're just really happy. And I'll let you speak upon this because we should just wrap up the political stuff. But what I find a bit frustrating right now is, okay, I understand that everyone, you know, there were two parties, but what I love about Biden and what he's trying to do is a, he believes in science and he's getting a coronavirus task force, which is phenomenal because Trump hasn't even attended meetings for COVID, which I find a little discerning since he got it. And also so many people are dying. If you think about what COVID is, despite it being non-visible, it's warfare on all of these people. You know, our nation is at war against this virus and the whole world is at war with this virus. So if people think about it in that sense of like this virus can really hurt and affect you, maybe think people would think about it differently. So the fact that very intelligent Republicans are not speaking out against this, it's, it's threatening our nation's security. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. You sound like you should work for CNN. I want anyway, you've been watching Chris you've been watching and Don Lemon. Right. I feel like they're just my pals. And then you got John King on, on the board. I know. They're like yeah, I know. They're your friend. I haven't I I took a really long break from watching the news, but then once the election happened, I I watched it again and I mean look, no one wants to watch the death tolls by any means. That's so morbid. I keep up with the news because I enjoy their banter. I'm glad you do. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, not that I'm promoting CNN, whatever news medium that everybody was getting their election results or whatever you guys do out there. That's, of course, that is your personal choice. But whatever news medium that you are getting, I would just say this to my listeners. Just be aware, a lot of news is sensationalized. There's different viewpoints of different stations or different articles or different mediums or different media that you check out. So get the news and then make your own decision because really that's what you should do as an intelligent person or being intelligible. That's what you need to do. You can't be swayed in so many different directions. You have a brain you should make the most intelligent choice. And what I also wanted to just continue the, the post-election conversation with is I had an opportunity because my brother told me about this. It's a podcast called Campaign HQ with David Plouffe. Hopefully I'm not screwing up this name. I think it's Plouffe or Plouffe, but I think it's Plouffe. And he was Obama's campaign manager. So I thought, holy shit, I got to check this guy out. So he had Jennifer O'Malley Dillon if anybody doesn't know who she is, we should all give her a cheer. She was Biden's campaign manager. And I listened to the podcast and wow, she is definitely an empowering 
woman. I would be beyond the moon to have her on this podcast. She told her pretty much her journey of how she got her job right before COVID started. And can you imagine, you know, you get the job in February and then bam, COVID happens. And how do you run a campaign virtually? And she did, or they did. And I would find that beyond frustrating and hard because you need to interface and speak to people. Look, I've never been on a presidential campaign. I don't really understand exactly how things work because quite frankly, I don't have that experience. But listening to her speak to David, of course, he had that experience with Obama. He he did mention that she's the first female and also the first person to ever run a campaign during a pandemic. So kudos to her. Congratulations, Jennifer. Amazing. Um, and just the strategies that she was talking about, how they went after specific states. Of course, we know the states that pretty much everyone has talked about, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, and really had a focal point to make sure that they were out there campaigning. Now, what I found also quite interesting is that Trump was doing the rallies and whatever he was doing, and everyone was, you know, oh my God, because people aren't wearing masks and he doesn't wear a mask and all the things that were going on and how Biden was sort of competing with that. And what she was saying is clearly that was not what Biden was going to be doing. He was obviously not going to be going out without a mask and not going out to rally, although I think he did some things where people were in cars, beeping their horn and so forth. But yeah, I mean, they just had different ways of how they did it. Finances obviously had a lot to do with why and how Biden could do certain things that possibly Trump's campaign at a certain point could not. But I just was wowed about the strategies because I don't think that most people, generally speaking, think about the strategy of an election. You know, you look back at what happened in 2016 with Hillary and what happened at that time, and I'm sure that they looked at statistics, but she also did mention that they had their own way of tracking of what was going on, not so media blitzed out. Like they were not looking at the same things that me and you and the general public was looking at. They had their own way of looking at how well they were truly doing or places that they really needed to go and campaign. And again, Biden is from Delaware and had a large presence in that Pennsylvania area. So all I can say is I was just so impressed with the interview and I would love, love, love if David would come on. And of course, if she would come on as well, that would be completely, I don't even know, mind blowing. So anyway, so Alexandra, thoughts on the post-election, anything I've just mentioned. Yeah, I, I'm glad that you um, told me about it because honestly, we need to applaud everyone in this election for making it possible. I don't know if you saw this, that people were like bowing down to the mail carriers and the UPS, like everyone did their, did their part. And most incredibly, all the people that helped to count the votes and then now recount the votes, you know. Oh, yeah. um, but I, yeah, I don't, thank you for that. Yeah. I don't really think that, and until you brought it to my attention, Jennifer O'Malley Dillon, she's really not in the news and she should be because, no. my God. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the show Samantha B. It's kind of a uh, kind of political show, and and I listened to a podcast a while. Oh, yeah. 
um, talking about how like she was literally videoing from her backyard and her husband had to help her. What about Jimmy Fallon, right? His kids were involved and then they changed the graphics. Seth Meyers and like all these late night shows were, were, we were watching the process of like how they were managing to do a whole show at home. So I can only imagine the amount of coordination mm-hmm. that she had to do because oh, yeah. I, I oh, yes. listened to it um, this episode a little while back and she was saying that instead of having like monthly or bi-monthly meetings about checkpoints of what's going on oh yeah they had weekly meetings to help make sure that everyone knew what was going on i really like the fact that she also talked about that maybe part of the reason why biden won was because the fact that these are just people right and they're just trying to connect to everyone on the level of that they're going through it and we're all going through it that there's this mutual understanding between voters and and his campaign and all i know is we just need to congratulate them for their hard work and for what they did and and everyone that helped like i said all, all that this election really showed us that every single vote matters, right? We saw how the percentages changed based upon people's vote that despite having the electoral college that every single vote does truly count. And we need to thank all the new voters, like congrats on turning 18, right? And registering to vote. Stacey Abrams, which we've mentioned, um, she ran for the Senate in Georgia and now Georgia's up for Senate elect. So all these key players, we want to say thank you. And um, we'll leave it with that. So I have a question for you. Yeah, I have a question. Okay. So with all this political stuff and COVID and all this stuff going on, what makes you happy every day? Well, I'm not, I'm not with Cooper because clearly you have him right now. What's up? Not everyone knows Cooper though. Well, they should know Cooper. He's your dog. You talk about the dog. You have new listeners. Cooper is my dog. Cooper's the dog. What makes me happy every day? Wow. God, that's a good one. I think it's a culmination of a few things. I think the fact that I reflect back to a year ago, November, when I just was not feeling great and myself, and I feel like every day is a challenge for me to, as I still go through my vestibular exercises and I get myself going for the day. And I think that just being mindful of a few things that I do during during the day, Like it could be anything from taking a walk, taking a bike ride, having a phone call with you, having a phone call with a friend, going on a Zoom, connecting to people. I look at the small little things that I do during the day that just, you know, make me happy. And um, I feel like I'm going to cry talking about this. I don't know why I'm getting emotional here. And I just think that I just feel gratitude. I feel that, you know, Kim's episode about feeling gratitude and being mindful of that. Um, I'm just happy to be where I am right now. I'm very fortunate to be back in my hometown that I can be close to a beach and close to water because I clearly need to have that. And I, I say every day that I am so grateful to be where I am and I am um, hopeful and I'm putting out to the universe that I know that big opportunities are going to come our way with this podcast because 
I am trying, you know, the best I can to bring this podcast to not a different place because I, I clearly never want to get away from our platform and our message, but I want to be able to attach ourselves to more and more listeners who just clearly don't know who we are. So back to what makes me happy, I think just the small little things of life, but in the big spectrum of large things, I'm ready to grow this podcast as best I possibly can. And I am manifesting that every single day with the support of you. And also, of course, the support of Alex, our sound engineer. I got to give a shout out to him that he has been so supportive. Um, we are now actually connecting to people on LinkedIn. So all my LinkedIn friends out there, thank you guys so much for responding to my ad for an intern. And actually, if anybody out there is interested, I should give a little promo to what I'm trying to do. If you're interested in being an intern or supporting um, Coming From The Heart, just DM us, get in touch with us, email us. I'll definitely uh, have a conversation with you. But like I said, I just want a lot of people to know about us. And that's really my short-term, my long-term goal, because I know, Alexandra, we definitely got a good banter here. And we have a podcast that really reflects us, our values, and just our, I'm getting emotional, and our, um, ah, I'm start to cry, genuinity. Aw, no, I feel that, man. And I also was thinking about Kim's episode, which was our last episode, um, if you haven't checked that out definitely do. It's about manifestation and magic. And uh, when she first DM'd us, I'm like, oh my gosh, she has a magic spell book for like <laughs> how to just cast away all your problems. But really, she, does. She, does, she really does. She's been so supportive. Yeah, yeah. she's been so great to us. So yeah. Yeah. She, um, yeah. So what she said from last episode it has resonated with me so much and finding stillness and listening to yourself and uh, she talks a lot about how within your stillness, you find the answers and your body knows how you feel about something. You lead with your heart. And, and that has actually changed my perspective and thinking in the past week or two about just different things of everyday things. And it's just like having that intuition to listen to yourself. And she gives some great advice and has has really helped and will continue to like shape our lives with just thinking about things. But um, you're gonna ask the question back, mom, what makes me happy? <laughs> happy as I'm getting, I was so weird. I all of a sudden I got so emotional. I just think that this podcast for both of us is just a heartstring. Yeah to to uh in just different ways and different you know aspects and the podcast has been such a a stepping stone i've met so many interesting people i spoke to someone yesterday her name's vanessa she's going to come on our show she's a script reader and it's just given this this plentiful of of people and opportunities and now connecting to linkedin and it's just um yeah. I spoke to a girl Mandy the other day. I'm sure Mandy's listening and she's going to come on board and help out with some doing some more social media for us. And it's just it's amazing the people that are connecting that just want to be part of this based really upon our platform, Alexandra. Yeah. And I you know, always, always go back to that. And you know that I do. So, yeah, I got a little emotional. What I'm, I know you're going to say pretty much is cooper which of course is our dog but what, what else do you have to say um i would say yes definitely my dog keeps me grounded i'm sure all you animal lovers out there would say that oh, yeah. um even cats you too no no shame on cats because sometimes i feel like she 
I'm ashamed. And I love animals because they all got their own personalities. And it's like, you know, you let's say you go to a dog park, right? And you bring your dog and then they all play. And it's like each one, you know, has their own little way of wagging their tails and they do. Oh my God. Yes. yes. You know yes. what your dog is thinking without even like them being able to say, although I always want to know, like, I want to like cast a magic spell and like make my dog a person. Like I want to have conversation with him and know what's going on in his head. <laughs> they do have those. I think it's like a, a medium or something. I saw Bud oh, yeah. or something, oh, yeah. but I, I know that my, I smother my dog too much, but other Let's see. I like making my smoothies for breakfast or having <laughs> I enjoy doing yoga or working out. Okay. I recently um, have been using the Peloton app a lot and I really enjoy that. It's like the best workout I've really gotten in a, such a long time. I love the tra- all their trainers. Like we don't have a Peloton bike, but I definitely would like to have one. Um they're expensive, but got to save up for that. It's like the, you don't even have to have a Peloton to have the Peloton app. Their outside workouts are like amazing because they're guided. And then they, they design it in a way that when you're doing these speed walks, cause I, I don't run, but like, cause I get tired, <laughs> but when you're doing the speed walks, they have it in increments of like going fast and slow and like they rate it on a scale of 10 being like the most effort and they're usually at about a six or seven effort and they just like motivate you to sweat a lot more and endorphins make me happy so that's always good coffee's always good yeah and and i love watching shows i always like watching a new show i've actually started watching a show that's in french i didn't even tell you about that yeah it's really good because i love i want to go to paris if anyone doesn't know that i want to go to paris one day because i actually took a class when i was a freshman i sound so old when i attended penn state because my grandma who actually passed away it was our it was our dream to like go to paris and discover that so definitely still want to do that but let me see i'm going on my netflix account i've watched like so many new shows Dash and Lily, that's a new show. And that's like a cute, like Christmassy show. And it's very like cliche romantic. So it takes place, we'll wrap up with this, but it takes place in the Strand Bookstore in New York City. If anyone hasn't been there or doesn't know about that, it's iconic, Mm. man. And they also have this, the Strand Bookstore uh, scan too. I haven't been to the city in quite a while, but that was by Central Park and all these books so anyway it's so cute because she's 17 in high school and she hasn't found love she's like she loves christmas she loves her family but she's never found love you know you'll have to definitely watch and check it out it's on netflix but it's a story of them communicating through this book and then eventually meeting and yeah and it's a it's in christmas time so yeah yeah, that's nice. It's really nice. Well, yeah, I guess we could wrap it up to say, hopefully we'll be oh, in the man. city soon. I, you know, I New York. The City. Christmas tree, actually, the Rockefeller Christmas tree still came in. You can't every COVID can't stop everything. <laughs> You're still, still going to have oh, they're still oh, going to have the lighting and the ceremony and 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 all of that. But I feel like we should do like weekly tv updates let us know if you guys like that because i'm always watching a new show 
And yeah. another show that mm-hmm. I like, I, I don't think you've seen this either. It's also on Netflix. It's called Lovesick. Have you seen that? No. no. It's like, mm-hmm. about, I, don't it's, think so. I, I, I feel like I like people like anytime that someone can talk with a British accent, like I'm down for it. And like, I rather watch people <laughs> that are British than, yeah. than oh, yeah. American. Yeah, nice. And they yeah. usually have better shows than us. Anyway, it's about like a okay. love triangle type of thing where it's this guy, he got tested positive for chlamydia and he has to go back and call all of his exes. And so like each story is about an ex. It's so, I think the story is so common. It's definitely a good show. So yeah. Sounds cool. Sounds exciting. So, okay. So we both gave our perspective of happiness and I guess we can wrap up with saying to all our listeners out there, Take the time to just enjoy your day. It's getting a little cold outside, but you know, I, I don't care. I still take a walk. I still take a bike ride, go outside, get some air. Sometimes when you're in your house too long, you definitely don't feel well. Of course, please don't go to a gym. You need to be safe. Just do your own thing. Try to exercise. Uh, I wouldn't suggest a gym right now with all the numbers and, and so forth. And just all I can say is take some time to enjoy the moments and your day. Yeah. Um, I, I'm definitely outside there with you. Yeah. Okay. So to everybody for taking the time to check us out. And as we celebrate our 25th episode, it is exciting. I um, am planning on, as I said, I think I don't even know what episode I said this in Alexandra, but much more to come. Many more exciting guests that we are now um, having an opportunity to have some pre-conversations with. So in the month of the end of November, as we approach, of course, Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving to everybody, because that is next oh week, Alexandra. Gosh, man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Happy like, Thanksgiving. You know, we blink, yeah. you know, we just recorded. We talked about Halloween. We recorded Halloween night. I just feel like once Halloween hits, people are already in their Christmas pajamas. And for all exactly. that, although we are celebrating Hanukkah, so happy Hanukkah. Yeah. Okay. So, Great. So yeah. happy, happy, happy. Just, just happy be happy. That's it was all just I have to Diwali say. too. So happy Diwali too. Well, thank you, Alexandra, for reminding me of that. To all my friends out there who are celebrating Diwali, I just wish I was there celebrating with you. I did that in the past when I was at my school, and it was really cool, and it was fun, and it's the celebration of all types of lights and so forth. So enjoy that. Yeah, that's a perfect way to end. That's a perfect way to end. Make this all full circle because our beginning episodes, as we mentioned on I think last week's episode or the week before, I can't keep track of them all, about the light shining through. And now the light has prevailed, right? I love that. Yes, it is the celebration of lights, of course, because Diwali, Kwanzaa is another celebration of lights. If anybody out there celebrates Kwanzaa, Hanukkah is lights. And of course, Christmas is lights. And it's just really lights illuminate. Lights make us feel great. I was going to say, take the moment, take a time, light a candle in your own home, be careful of fire, etc. But light is definitely something that I think everybody is yeah, drawn so to. Light um, your way with good intentions for 2020. So we hope you enjoyed this episode and thank you for being um, such an amazing community of followers and listeners. And you're truly all, you're our family. We're, you're the coming from 
Bookmart family, and we appreciate everyone's support. Please continue to subscribe, rate, and review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, Actually, so Apple Podcasts is the only thing that has the option to rate and review. Um, Unfortunately, Spotify doesn't. So you can listen to this episode on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. And you can follow us on Instagram at coming underscore from the heart podcast. We're on Twitter at CFTH podcast. That's CFTH podcast We're on Facebook coming from the heart podcast. And like I said, yeah, continue to please subscribe, rate and review us on Apple podcasts because um, we want to grow our community. We really want to have everyone be a part of our family. As we say, the coming from the heart family and just get to know everyone more and share our all of our amazing episodes uh, with as many people as possible. Thank you to our partners. Yeah. Thank you, Play Out Apparel. They're an all-inclusive gender equal company. So you shop your style, not your gender. So if you use code HEART podcast, that's H-E-A-R-T podcast, when checking out 20% of your purchase goes towards immigration equality, the leading LGBTQ immigration rights reform. Definitely check out their merch. They have really cute beanies and all their artwork is actually, all their clothing rather is artwork. Um, They're all hand designed and amazing and you got to stay warm for the winter coming up, right? And thank you to um, our second partner, their Greek uh, glasses. So despite it being a little chilly outside, you still have to look fashionable and cool. Wear a pair of sunnies, as they say in the UK, or glasses. Yeah, look fashionable and cool. So use code ALBE for 40% off your purchase. All these links will be available in the episode description. Wow. That was a lot. I have so much to remember. And guys, don't read this off a script. This is from my head. I love that. And all I wanted to mention is, um, like I said, we're starting to speak to some um, interns. I just wanted to just mention again, I I did say that during this uh, episode, but if you are interested in being an intern or have some interest in checking us out and so forth, you know what to do. Uh, Email us, of course, at Gmail. You can DM us. Um, I also so, like I said, I was talking to Mandy the other day, and of course, she is from Oklahoma, and that was sort of just sticking in my head. So I wanted to say hi to all our new listeners in Oklahoma. Thank you guys for checking out Coming from the Heart, and we're very excited to have Mandy to be part of our Coming from the Heart family. Um, please tell your friends, family, etc., community be be part of the uh, shall I say be part of the Coming from the Heart family. Also, I wanted to give a shout out to Pleasantville. Um, I see the numbers are going down a little bit. So, you know, Pleasantville, we do like you. We love you. So please continue to definitely uh, listen to us. And uh, that's really a wrap. So thanks again, Alexandra. It's been a pleasure to chat with you on our 25th episode. And XOXO Helene.